1: Welcome in to the latest episode of the Five on the Floor podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Make sure to check out Five Spell it out, F I V E Reasons Sports.com. All of our latest pieces, including Alfredo Arteaga from Three Yards Per Carry, just a piece, did a piece with his 40 top quarterbacks on the NFL. So see where he has Tua, Brady, Mahomes, Wilson, and everybody else. Also, Five Rings Canes is on there. Our YouTube channel. All of our merchandise. You've got about uh, four days left, five days left. You get 10% off if you spend 30 or more on the site. That's any kind of shirt. Our Tua shirts, our Heat shirts, our Five Reasons shirts, our Panther shirts. Looks like the Panthers are actually going to make the playoffs because they expanded the playoffs in the NHL, and the NHL is coming back. So check out all of those on FiveReasonsSports.com. Basically, 30 bucks, that's two shirts. So buy two shirts, you'll get 10% off your entire order. Also, I want you to check out all the sponsors of the 5 Reasons Sports Network. They are local. That's what we're really proud of here because they help support us during the COVID crisis. We want you to support them. And one of them, one of our guests today knows quite a bit about, and that's Mr. M sandwich shop. And you may know the one in Hollywood. They also have one in Davie on university drive right across from Nova Southeastern university. So mentioning the dolphins, it's right across from the dolphins facility. If you go online and order at Mr. M's you can save with the discount code, 5R, so use the discount code 5R there, and you get 15% off your entire order. They've been serving South Florida since 1979. They got Philly cheesesteaks, subs, wraps, salads, and more. Everything is made fresh to order. This is not Subway. Go to Mr. M's Sandwich Shops. Again, that's in Davie University Drive. When you stop inside, say hello to Paul and Jody and tell them you heard the ad on the podcast. But they are open right now, but like I said, the online promotion is also where it's at. That's 15% off by using the code 5R at Mr. M's Subs. And now, today's episode. Welcome to
0: Five on the Floor, a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alban Sydney, AKA ALF954.
1: Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. Make sure to check out our last ep, Alex Toledo, who's with me today again. And I went through uh, some of the scenarios and kind of looked at a Heat Thunder possible first-round matchup, which would be the 8-9 if they get rid of the conferences. Also, compared that a little bit to what it would look like against the Pacers. We've got Alphonse Sidney here today. And we've also got Brady Hawk, who you may recognize his work. He's been writing for the website now for the past few months. Let's start here, Brady, because we have some young people in the network. We make fun of them. Um, one of them is Alex, who could be your father. Uh, Brady, how old are you? I'm 16. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there we go. I think the jokes are going to stop with Alex now. Yeah, wow. I think uh, that's
0: it. You I got That's eight it. Years on him. This is crazy. I thought is I was that, say is the it, youngest one for for a while.
1: Yeah, isn't that nuts? Uh, I it's mean, well, are you younger or than the Nikias? I don't know. You and Nikias are pretty close, aren't you? No,
0: Nikias is like a year or two older than me. Ethan could be your grandfather, which is cool.
1: Uh, I could be a lot of people's grandfather. Uh, (laughs) I might be a lot of people's grandfather. I don't know. Hopefully not. Uh, But, uh, yeah, Nikaya. well, the beard when Nakai makes him look older than you. But but Brainy is 16 years old. Um, What is it? Tell people your your Instagram uh, handle because I kind of like that too.
2: It's Youngest Sports Agent because that's what I'm trying to become. And I'm getting started early with a lot of different things. And I'm just, you know, heading towards trying to become the Youngest Sports Agent. Look at that.
1: He's going to be a Rosenhaus before Rosenhaus. Just don't cheat the way that Drew used to. All right, so we got Brady Hawk here, um, and Brady wrote a piece for us that we're going to get to in the second part of this episode, which was about the best young cores in the NBA. He he ranked five of them. We actually have five more, I think, that we're going to add to it, and then we're going to do it ourselves, and we've got the heat involved. But, Alf, let's get to the news of the day first. Uh, The most interesting thing that happened on Twitter, well, two things. One, the NHL is coming back. Um, we were waiting for the first league to announce that they were coming back. Major league baseball, as has been the case for the last 25 years, can't get its F and act together. Uh, so <laughs> it's not going to be baseball, uh, football. Steve Ross was on CNBC today and basically said, we're playing no matter what, with or without fans. We're preparing for fans. I mean, Steve Ross has Trump in his ear. So, I mean, we've always assumed the NFL was going to go forward in some way, but the NHL went forward today. They basically announced, uh, I guess as of what, July 1st. Uh, training camps, 24 teams of which the Panthers will be one. So they're essentially having an expanded playoffs instead of a regular season. Now, Alex and I talked yesterday about the various possibilities. Dame Lillard came out and said something today, which my reaction to is this is why there should be no regular season. Yep. Uh, he, he, right. He basically, he, basically said, I'm not going to play. I'm not coming back to play if there's no path to the playoffs. And just for context, The Portland Trailblazers, I believe, are uh, is it twenty eight and thirty six or twenty nine and thirty seven? They're they're eight games under five hundred in the Western Conference. Twenty nine and thirty seven. They played sixty six games. They are at three and a half games behind Memphis. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, They're bunched up with the Pelicans and the Spurs, kind of behind them, but they're significantly behind five hundred. They did not play well this year. Whiteside or no Whiteside. They've blamed injuries, but McCollum and Lillard were healthy. And Dame Lillard is saying he's not going to play. And I, I'm full disclosure: I love Dame Lillard; he's my favorite point guard in the league. Uh, and I like a lot of what he represents. I think he's out of his mind. Uh, to me, to me, this is why there should be no playoffs. The Portland Trailblazers have no Wait, reason. But why to- is he out of his mind? He's out of his mind for thinking that the Blazers he, – he's think, out of his mind for thinking that concessions should be made for the Portland Trail Blazers. That's oh, okay,
3: opinion. I see what you mean. I, I understand him not wanting to play because there's no if, – if they can't make the playoffs, there's no reason to go up back and play five games or – well, they're at 66 games. So if they had to play four games to get to 70, like I'm not risking anything for that. <laughs> like, I mean, I listen, I, I'd fake a migraine or something. Like, there'd be no way you're going to have me out there on the court you know, sweating and bumping into in other guys and all that with everything's going on. And I I, I know for a fact I got a four-game limit to this thing and I'm going home. Like, I wouldn't even leave my house. It doesn't make sense.
1: Well, that part of it makes sense, Alex. And, look, uh, first, Chris Haynes came out with a story, as I've said before. Chris Haynes and Dame Lillard. People talk about Windhorse and LeBron who don't really have a friendly relationship in some ways. Uh, Dame Lillard is Chris Haynes' guy. Has been from the very beginning – is kind of the reason that Haynes was propelled to get the job in Cleveland where he developed a relationship with Clutch. Uh, so he's very tight with Dame. So when Dame wants to get something across and he doesn't do it on Twitter, he tells Chris Haynes. So Dame wanted to get this off his chest and use Chris Haynes to do it, which more power to Chris. I mean, as people know, Chris and I are friends. But this whole thing to me, I mean, Alex, like I understand him not wanting to come back to play meaningless games, but they shouldn't be included in my view. Like, what, well, is the po- what is the point of including them?
0: I think that's fair. And to me, I, 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 I didn't really see it as him demanding the concession to be made for Portland. Uh, I think it's, it's more than fair for him to feel that way. To me, it's, it's basically saying that if we're not, you know, if they don't do, like, some type of, I don't know, four or five-team single elimination tournament, uh, you know, to try to see, you know, who's going to get the eighth seed in the West. Like, if, if they're not doing some type of thing like that, then yeah, like none of these teams should really be playing. Like what's the point of that half measure? Like I'm, I'm, I'm fully on board with him.
1: Okay. So Brady, you, I mean, you mentioned Memphis is one of the better young teams in the league. When people were throwing this at back at me today, and there were very few, most people, again, I think are just in favor of let's do the 16 and go to the postseason, whether you reseed or you don't reseed. But the argument that's been made about Memphis and New Orleans and Portland in the West is that Memphis had this brutal schedule that was coming up. And Portland and New Orleans didn't, and Portland and New Orleans, after being banged up the whole year, were healthy. Um, is there any merit to that in your view, that these teams should get a chance to chase them down? No, I just
2: think that they had way more than enough time to play because you guys not want to risk getting hurt.
1: Well, I mean, my, my thing about it is this. You can't replicate the schedule that Memphis was going to play, right, guys? Like... <laughs> I mean, no. a, lo- a lot of people were talking about the schedule Memphis is going to play, but that included road games and included against teams that were hot at the time. I-, I don't know how you replicate that. And it's not like you can replicate what's going on in the season anyway, because this idea well New Orleans and Portland are healthy now, like nobody guarantees you a healthy season.
3: <laughs> and the thing okay. is, they're three and three and a half games up with, and we're, we're talking about them having to get to 70 games. So teams are at 65 and 66 games. Mm -hmm. Memphis has to lose every game and you have to win every, like you, like Brady said, you had your chance, right? You had your Mm -hmm. shot. Like it's, it's over, you know? And and the thing is like, these are extenuating circumstances. Like I understand people want to see and to make sure the right teams get in, but we're talking about the eight seed. Like let's, let's stop. uh, You know, let's not get out of our minds about this. This is the eight seed in the Western conference. Um, the I, is, I mean, I used
0: to, to agree though. That's why I think it's, it's important to know about like, you know, how these teams feel and how the players feel. Cause you're going to have so many guys having to kind of agree on one solution. So I think that's, but, do you,
1: but do you think Alex that there are any players that are on the top 16 seeds? They're going to say they're not going to play. I don't, I, Joe Inglis, you know, was quoted as saying it. And then you went back and looked and Joe Inglis corrected it because he said, I said it two months ago. I, I don't, I don't think ultimately, they're going to be every players. Play, who, uh, every
3: t- every every player on every playoff team is going to want
1: to play. Correct. I, I, that's the that's is, the sense that I've gotten too. The thing is, like, we're all kind
0: of like on board with the whole let's just go to the playoffs thing, which I am too. Maybe I would prefer a twenty team thing just to kind of be fair. I, I don't really care. I'm good with the whole playoffs starting thing. I think the fact that the matter is that you know the NBA has to make this decision not only for the fans and for what's the cleanest solution, but also to appease these teams which are going to be you know, losing even more revenue by not playing if you just go straight to the playoffs. Whereas, like, if you get each of these teams five, six games, you know, even if we all agree that they don't matter and maybe they're useless, it, not only is it good for the NBA to make money and to reach those incentives or whatever, it's really good for those teams. I, I don't know. I I guess the, the financial aspect to me is, some, is something that's just going to
3: – I don't think the risk outweighs the reward on that when it comes to finishing out the regular season. or Like, we, like we keep talking about getting to 70 games – I think the teams that aren't in the playoffs are going to benefit enough from the playoff revenue. Um, I mean, this thing is going to be – people talk about, oh, it's not going to be the same without fans. This is going to be the highest-rated crap on TV. Oh,
1: no doubt. Well, well, look look at what just happened with that stupid golf tournament, which which I'm not – Right, which I'm, and I'm not a golf person, and I don't like watching Tom Brady. But I sat there and watched six holes of that thing the other day, and the rating of we talked about the Last Dance ratings. The ratings for the match were better than the Last Dance ratings, and they, they, were, were, I, I they, they were. I thought they were
2: the same. I they think were, they were a little higher. About, I think if you're going to talk about ratings, though, there's a good chance that they could do like a top twenty kind of thing because the Pelicans are one of the most watched right. teams in the league. So I feel like.
1: But, but, Brady, doesn't that look a little – see, I, yes, Zion got mentioned. But to me, that almost looks, I don't know, staged by the NBA that you're just trying to get Zion in the playoffs. Like, Alex, Alex and I went through the, the teams last night, okay? You have some teams. If they go to 24, I mean, you have some garbage. I mean, right. some garbage, okay? Oh, yeah. then, then, I mean, if you, if you don't reseed – the Knicks are the twelfth seed in the East. I'm gonna say you're gonna get the Knicks. <laughs> you're gonna get the Knicks. Okay. I mean, you have some garbage. Like, I mean, Washington is garbage and they're the ninth team in the Eastern Conference. Every team below eight was tanking this year in the East. Well, Every one a, of them.
0: The twenty the twenty team solution wouldn't include these teams. It would just be, yeah, like be. the Eastern Conference teams. But I do I do like Al's point that, you know, it would just take so much for them to even you know, get past the Grizzlies in the standings because of you know, the Grizzlies would basically have to lose all of those games that they play. And, you know, one of those other teams uh, chasing them has to pretty much maybe only lose one game, probably go
3: undefeated to get yeah, and past. And what, what has, where has Portland proved that they can go on a five-game win streak?
1: They haven't. I mean, they did. They did two years ago. Okay. I mean, but-
3: like I, I can understand if the ninth seed was a game back or half a game back. Then you have. Then I think the NBA could pull some strings and say, okay, we're going to have a a three game playoff or a one game a one game play in or something like that. But when you're three and a half games back. Like, it just, you know, take the L and stay home. Like and just. you're
2: racing to get you an eighth seed that you're going to have to play LeBron and the Lakers. So, <laughs> exactly. like
1: Right, right. And, well, the other part of it that makes it more unfair to me is we're all talking about how to reward the teams that finish with higher records during the regular season, right? So, to me, the only solution, and we talked about this in the last pod, was, was to reseed after every round. Because at the very least, then, you know, it, you, you don't have home court now. So at the very least, it gives the Lakers, Milwaukee, Toronto, the Clippers, the teams that were better this year, it gives them some kind of an advantage where they'll be playing lesser rosters as they go forward. OK, so even if there's upsets and the bracket gets screwed up, you don't have the, the weaker teams that are, that are getting the middle of the road teams that are getting to play the weaker teams. OK, like you do in the NCAA tournament which I, I always hate that. Like everybody loves upsets until you get to the third round of the NCAA yeah, tournament. Yep. And, right, And then you're you've got like a bunch it. of 12s, 12 and 13s playing each other. Okay. Or 12. And you're like, no, I reseed this whole thing. So the better teams play. Okay. And, and make sure the better teams get through. So you're going to end up with that. So to me, the only way to reward these teams is the better teams. Brady guys, if you put in more of these teams at the bottom, You're gonna have more garbage upsets based on one guy on a top seed pulling a hamstring because you've had three months off, and we're gonna end up with the freaking Phoenix Suns in the conference finals or the or the semifinals, and wonder how the hell like you want to talk about legitimate season let's not get crazy here I mean what if Devin Booker has two good weeks like it's not it's not, dude it's not fair it's not well if that happens then they're definitely
2: putting an asterisk on the season
3: yeah
1: right right and that isn't isn't that what you're trying to avoid right now you completely
3: delegitimize this championship if <laughs> so. If, so uh, don't Phoenix put, makes a run
1: so well, don't listen. put in the crap that's what I'm saying there's enough crap Orlando is crap right
3: okay I, I, it'd be better if they just did like 12 teams but listen I I'm agree I would an rather anarchist. they do 12.
0: All right, going? but we weren't saying that the past like three, four years when the Heat were, you know, spending the
3: whole time. Well, listen, that, <laughs> this was a regular. It was a regular, regular season. Like this is. It's it's very convenient that that we do this now. Yeah,
0: well, now, it, well if, if, if the Heat were well, AC, if way, the, if
1: way, he the he, were, he,
3: if the Heat were a ninth seed, I'm like, let him play it out.
1: <laughs> well, who let, <laughs> let's figure, let's figure this out? If the Heat, if the if you had twelve, okay, and you went okay, so if you had twelve, you'd have the first four get bys, right? The Heat are the eighth overall seed, so they would be they would be they would play they would still play the nine seed, right? They would still play. Um, and, and I mentioned on the last pod they would they would still play OKC. And I mentioned last night that if they just if they won the game against Charlotte, the last game of the year where they led by thirty, they actually would be the seven and playing Houston in the first round. So they actually I think kind of dodged a bullet. But yeah, I I, I would rather they go twelve than go twenty. I, I don't want to see some of this garbage. I do you? I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't need to see the
3: Charlotte Hornets in the um right the I, I just so I, I, I just what don't. Do you, I, how do you yeah.
0: feel about the the group play option that people have been talking about today know, where, where know, it's kind of like the World Cup thing where you have teams, playoff teams tiered, and then you let's have just,
3: like, like stop in every group. <laughs> I'm got to be cute with it. Like, stop being cute. Like, just. I, I feel like this is, this is me as a fantasy
1: Alex. commissioner. No, Alex, this is what this is what I used to do as a fantasy basketball commissioner for like ten years with like I don't know, all those guys, Sedano and Israel in my league. Every year, I'd have some new wrinkle just because I was bored, and like it didn't serve any purpose. It was just so there's like There's never
0: been a time to be cute. All right, there's never been more of a time to be cute
1: than right. I now. I think the one through sixteen is 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 the best. one through sixteen and reseed. I think that is, and
3: I I, hope they adopt it forever.
1: Right, one through sixteen and reseed. Uh, To me, that's experiment with that. But to go further than that, I mean, I these other teams. There's no team that missed the playoffs this year in one through eight or one through sixteen that is over five hundred. If there was a team that was over five hundred, there have been years the West has had eleven teams over five hundred. You can make a case for it because you what Dragic
0: is thinking right now. You remember when Dragic on the Phoenix Suns they won like 49 yes. games and missed yeah. the
1: playoffs? <laughs> 48 and 34 and he was he was all NBA third team and they missed the playoffs. Like that's but there's nobody's winning 48 games like it, it, the, the, you know, you know the teams that get screwed. I was thinking about this. If you do top 12, Dallas is going to miss the playoffs because they're the 7 in the West and they're they're
2: only they had the same amount of wins as Houston, so
1: right. Like that's unfair. That's legitimately unfair. That's why well, they can't. Do I it. mean, not Cuban if you re- will lose his mind. So not right, if you okay. just
2: went with the twelve
3: best records.
1: Well, then, right, then they would make it, and then who doesn't make it? The six, and the, then Philly doesn't make it.
3: Uh, Philly, Indiana, Brooklyn, and Orlando are all.
1: <laughs> no, no. Well, Brooklyn and or Orlando for sure. But if you went with twelve, then yeah, the seven in the West. I think either Indy or Philly. I don't know which one uh, India or Philly would make the, the Sixers would miss the playoffs. I think,
3: which would be fuck. Uh, would be hilarious. So. <laughs> I, like, I like that idea better.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> Let's go with that. We all approve that all in favor. The, the Sixers I, missed the, the, Sixers, sure. <laughs> the Sixers. The Sixers missed the playoffs. All right. So that's where everything is. We'll get to more of this. Uh, but after we come back, we're going to talk about the best cores in the NBA before we do though. I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. You know, these days you need to make sure that your place is sterilized. Why? Because if it's not, nobody is going to want to show up there. So make sure that you get that certificate from Greenview Construction. It's known as Making America Clean Again, MACA Inc. Net. They go through an entire cleaning process. They will clean and sanitize your place. They will disinfect. They will sterilize. They can do it overnight or long-term. They can set just about anything up for you, but the big thing that they do, once they do it, they'll give you that certificate. You can put it in your window and let everybody know your place is open for business and it is safe. It's not a bad idea to do in your residence either, but they do both residential and commercial. You can find them at macainc.net. That's M-A-C-A, Inc. Dot net. This is the time to do it. We're coming out of COVID. Obviously, everybody is flooding the beaches and everywhere else. But again, some people who are rightfully careful are not going to want to go into certain businesses if they don't know that they're clean. So get it clean. Get it sanitized. Get it disinfected. Get it sterilized. Maca net All right. Now back to the episode. And we're going to talk about Brady's article from last week. We're going to add a little to it. Let's get to some of the specifics of kind of what the guidelines were for the best young cores in the NBA. What did you do, Brady? So I took,
2: well, the, it was under 25. So the any player that's under 25 and I basically ranked it off of potential and current. So it's kind of a mixture of both. So.
1: All right. So it's under 25. We're going to expand that a little bit. We're going to go 25 and under because guys have gotten a little older the past couple months. And there's also some guys that we want to include. So, the five teams that you had, and we're going to make a case for some of these, and we'll try to put these in order. You did have them in order, you, and this is not the order, but you had Boston, Minnesota, the Heat, Memphis, and the Pelicans. As we were talking before the episode, Alex and Alf and I, we added Dallas, Denver, OKC, Atlanta, and Phoenix. You had the Pelicans first. Why? Uh, Charlotte Atlanta? Uh, Oh, and Atlanta Atlanta I mentioned. Charlotte I did not mention. Um, But they're sort of in the mix, too. Uh, New Orleans first, Brady. I mean, obvious reason?
2: Yeah, well, obviously because they have Zion Williamson. But when you look at a young core, I feel like you have to look at both um, like an up-and-coming rookie who has a lot of star power, but also a young all-star, which is what obviously the Heat have, but also the Pelicans have but they also have, you know, the best passing point guard in the NBA potentially, which is Alonzo ball who fits in great with Zion Williamson. So I just feel like those three together and actually having Jackson Hayes as well. There's another rookie who's looking pretty good this year. So I just feel like they are the obvious number one potential young core.
1: All right. So let's start with Zion and let's bridge off the conversation this way, guys. Uh, Uh, To me, to have the best young core, you have to have one guy, 25 or under, who has superstar potential. Can we agree on that? Like, if you're going to say you have the best – It can't just be a collection of good young –
0: All-star potential.
1: Okay. Somebody up there for sure. All right, so let's go through the teams that we've got here. The Pelicans, Zion for sure, right? Um, Ingram. Ingram And Ingram was an all-star. Bringer was an all-star. So that's – one franchise player and one all-star, right? Mm-hmm. And then Lonzo Ball is solid. All right, Memphis, Maranta, yeah. franchise player, yes. Yep. The Aaron Heat, Jackson
0: Jr., I think, is on the same level. I mean, not on the same level as Ingram, but it's, it's kind of – All-star.
1: All-star. I think all- all-star potential, right? I don't know yes. if he's franchise player potential, but all-star yes, potential. Yes,
0: but already, already extremely productive and already a great defensive big. The Heat? Oh, and don't forget Brandon Clark and Justice Winslow. And, yeah, is right.
3: still only twenty four years old, and right. they've got so
0: Dylan Brooks, who's been producing for them for a couple of years now. They, they like I said
2: Brandon Clark is one of the most underrated rookies out of anybody, so that's what another one that adds to that one.
1: Yeah, no doubt. All right, so the Heat have the Heat have franchise player or all star player? What is Bam? Franchise player. I like it. I like it. Uh, I'm good with saying
0: franchise player.
3: I mean, and okay. Kendrick Nunn, if he continues his traje- traje- uh, trajectory, could be an all-star. Awesome. Tyler Hero can be an all-star. So they have three guys there. De- uh,
1: Derek, J- Derek Jones, solid player, not all-star. Not an
3: all-star. And what we and we, we, we discussed Duncan Robinson is actually 26, oh, yeah. right?
1: He's 26, but yeah. KZ Akpala is project. I mean, some of these teams have projects, too, that are interesting. But let's just say, because we're just doing, do you have a franchise player? Pelicans, Yes. Memphis, yes. Heat, we all agree, yes. Boston, yes, right? Jason Tatum, franchise yes. player. they have two. Sure. <laughs> Is Jalen a franchise player or I think stuff? so. I think yeah. they two.
3: I think they're two. They have two guys that can build their team around for years.
1: Minnesota. Minnesota, franchise player. Cat.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. Is he under I'm 25 sure. still? Jeez. Yeah, he's 24. <laughs> yeah. Just 24. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, oh, and yeah. D'Angelo
2: Russell, so. Dangelo Russell yeah, is all star,
1: all star, all star. Dallas, Denver, yeah. Dallas franchise player. Yes, no, no question. No, who? Doncic. <laughs> that was just a <laughs> joke. Denver franchise player. Under twenty five. Jokic is twenty right? five. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. OKC. Gilgis Alexander franchise player. All star all star. Not a franchise all-star. player. I think he's borderline.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think if you're if you're saying that for Jalen Brown, then we could say for Shea. I I would probably say both of them are like all-star guys.
3: You think Shea is as good as Jalen?
0: Uh, I mean, I, I think they're both more or less the same level right now.
1: I, I would agree with that.
0: Maybe okay. maybe I would prefer Jalen just because he's a wing. But uh, is
1: Jalen a little older too? A little bit. Yeah. I mean, Shea Shay is still twenty-one, right?
0: He's only in his second season. Uh, was very productive on a really good team already. They were good last year too with him with him there on the Clippers, but uh, but we did it. A- Minnesota also has Jared Culver and Okogie, and there's a lot of good young cores right now. All
1: right, so let's go to the next one. Uh, Atlanta franchise player, Trey Young. Yes. yes.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: And then we'll get to the other players on that team. I think John Collins, potential all-star. Phoenix franchise player. Mm-hmm. No. No, you can't. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, Flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Oh. Just is <laughs> better. You can't. Uh. You can't, you can't. Brady, do they have a franchise player?
2: Yes, they do. He <laughs> could be on the Heat right now if we didn't. Uh,
1: yeah, I know. You know I eventually. know. We don't go there. Franchise player. All right, so, so let's, let's go forward then. All 10 teams, Minnesota, Boston, Heat, Memphis, Pelicans, Dallas, Denver, OKC, Atlanta, Phoenix, all have a franchise player, with the exception of Gilgis Alexander, we're saying is bubble. Yeah. Agreed? Okay. Agreed. All right, so let's go beyond that. All star for each team. Potential all star. Pelicans already have one. Ingram, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Memphis. Jaron Jackson, potential all star. Definitely.
3: Uh,
1: I don't know I if Clark is. But he's pretty good. He, I don't know about that. Heat. Potential all star. I think. And hero. One. Yep. Yeah. I think. I think hero more than. I would one. say one and I, a half. I, yeah, hero. I, I would say more than. I, I none is better as we've talked about all year. None is better now. Hero has higher upside. Uh, Boston all star. Yes. Jalen Brown could have been this year. Minnesota.
0: You could say that for D'Angelo.
1: D'Angelo, right? I Has mean, he's, been. Been an yeah. all-star. he's been an yeah. all star. He's been an all star, right? Yeah. Okay. Phoenix. Uh, I, they have an all star potential player. The way Ayton played the second half of the yeah. season? Yes.
2: yes. Definitely. For sure. uh, and if he Atlanta, didn't have the suspension, especially, could have probably been, been on higher
1: level. up, right? That's even true. though he's not really a modern big. Um, Atlanta. Is would it be Collins, Collins. reddish Collins, potential all star, maybe a little bit beneath? Maybe Collins
3: Herter would never be an all star, I don't think, but no, he's Collins
1: is their number two. OKC, do they have an all star beyond Gilgis Alexander? Young, Uh, do they? No, No, Steven Adams is 26, as we talked about last night. He's only 26? (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) He looks 59. (laughs) It's crazy. I know, I know. I same I'm older than that me. human being? That doesn't even are. make sense to me. You are. But there, who Who else? Who are the other young players we talked about? How old
2: George? is uh, Nerlis Noel?
1: Noel is 24. I don't think he has all-star potential anymore.
2: No, nah, he doesn't. Nah.
1: Uh, um, Dor- who
0: would say that for their seven future
1: first-round picks that they acquired. Well, they're all potential All-Stars, right? Because Presti's <laughs> the one drafting them. So I think that's very possible. Denver, uh, Murray is an All-Star potential player, right? Yeah, I think Porter could get there too. I think Porter could too. Dallas, do they have an All-Star? How old is Porzingis now? He's 24. only 24.
3: He can still be an All-Star. He's already been an All-Star. He was yeah. already
1: starting to show signs. So all of these teams have pretty much franchise player all-star, except OKC. I think we can move OKC out. I think it's... Yeah.
3: Okay. But wait, does Denver... Denver didn't have a superstar under 25.
1: Uh, Jokic. Jokic is 25. We decided to go with 25.
3: Oh, we, okay. We're doing 25. Another.
1: And they also have
2: Gary Harris who's 25. And, and Murray
1: them. and Harris. And okay, so then let's get to the depth. So we've eliminated OKC. All right, so the depth of talent... The Pelicans, you mentioned, you add ball to that, right? You add Jackson Hayes to that. And
0: Nikhil Alexander-Walker.
1: Right. right. Thud
0: in, uh, you know, Summer League.
1: So that's, that's them. Memphis is very deep. Uh, I mean, not beyond the be, uh, Clark, right, uh, beyond the top two. Um, Boston, I, don't, I haven't seen enough of the other guys. Like Ainge always has guys stashed.
2: I don't right. that's why that's why i had them four. i would have had them higher but the drop off after tatum and brown was romeo lankford um taco fall and carson edwards which I, you they have
0: one person there who i think has outperformed all of those other younger guys at this year who's actually been in the rotation grant mm. williams i'm not sure yeah. how old he is i know he played a little bit in ten, uh in college but there's no way he's he's <laughs>
2: no he's
0: because <laughs> he's, he's a rookie yeah, he played, He did play
1: pretty. He did play pretty well this year. I mean, Romeo Langford has big time upside. So I yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I, mean, I feel like with them, it always kind of usually it takes them a year. Um, Minnesota, Akogi,
0: uh, Akogi and, yeah, and Culver.
1: Yeah, Culver. hmm Um, so Dal- Dallas. beyond the top two. It was uh,
2: Brunson, Jalen Brunson. I don't love him. Yeah, but it's know. not as impressive as these other guys other That's teams we're talking about. Yeah. And Justin Jackson's another one.
1: Justin Jackson, Denver. Yes. Uh, you mentioned Porter would be the third there. I mean, yeah.
0: they did, right. they just traded Malik Beasley. He was oh, we we didn't mention him for for Minnesota, Minnesota. too.
1: Yeah, he played well after he right. he played well after he came over. Uh, Atlanta beyond the top two. Reddish showing. I didn't like Reddish the first half of the season at all. He looked a lot better the second half of the year. You mentioned Herder. They're and pretty the Andre deep, yeah, and DeAndre yeah, yeah. Hunter. So that's yeah, they guys. have
3: they they have depth with they they have depth with youth, like they're. And I, I really like Herder as a player. I think I like him more than a lot of people do. I um, do too.
1: I do too. I think he's um, got. I think he's got a ten-year career in him. Actually, Oh, yeah, um,
3: definitely starting
0: shooting guard for the, for the next twelve years type. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Gonna, he's just a he's solid gonna all-around guy, solid
1: player. He defends a little bit. Um, he can shoot. He has and, size and and Phoenix. Uh, you know, okay. So beyond Ayton and Booker, who are we talking about? Kelly Oubre. And bridges, uh, Ubre had a breakout. And who was the the shooter that James Jones drafted this past year? Way too high.
0: Oh, they drafted um, two shooters: uh Cam Johnson and, and Cam- who was the second one? Uh Yeah, the white dude. I can't remember his name. Anyways, they th- those are the guys.
1: Yeah, they o- they overdrafted Cam Johnson by about fifteen picks. All right, but looking at that Good shooter
0: though. He- Definitely, at least that. Part well, it, it, again,
1: if they can surround these pieces, I mean, they, they missed on so many guys before he got there, Josh Jackson and others. But just looking at this, Dragon let's try to put the heat in context here, because you've got, you know, Bam as the top guy is not as high upside as some of the others. He's not as, I mean, let's just be honest, he's not as high upside as Zion. He's not as high upside as Luka. Um, you know, probably not Ja. Uh, you know Booker, we can argue about Jokic. I think he's higher upside at this point. Uh, Trey probably not. I mean, depending on what you're looking for. But then Hero, I think is as high upside as any of the two guys potentially. I think none, even being 24 years old, maybe as high upside. And then you add D J J and K Z. So in the context of all of this, you had the Heat third before uh, Brady, Alex. Where would you put the Heat?
0: Honestly, probably four or five. Uh, the only reason I would put Boston ahead is just because of having Tatum and Brown both at the level that they are right now, both young, and, and, and on top of that they have other, like, lottery picks there, you know. So trying to account for both uh, current production and future, I think Boston deserves to be in the top three for now. You know, I'm not, I will. it probably won't take long before I turn on the Celtics again, but uh, I think the Heat should probably be there in the top five with Minnesota. I just think New Orleans and Memphis are just clearly above the rest right now.
1: What do you think, Al? Uh,
3: I'd probably put them a five or six. Um, just because uh, we don't know. And Kendrick Nunn is a 20-point-per-game guy. Like, that's, that's pretty major. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like we, we – on, on a good
1: team. On a good team.
0: On a good team, right? What, what's that? You need more like a 15-points-per-game guy?
1: I mean he was he ended at sixteen and changed this year,
3: but right? he could be a twenty point per game guy on right. on a good team
1: could he though? Right.
0: yeah like definitely how much could. More of a role we, we talked all year like how much more of a role could he really take uh, uh like more than what he does right now, which we know how he fits into the system, he's not really the point guard, he's just a scoring guard like. You think he could go to a much higher level than this? Like yeah,
3: I mean, cool? he's a rookie. But I, I guess one of the reasons I, I, I put the Heat fifth of six is because we don't know if this is Kendrick Nunn's, not his peak, but we don't know how much higher his ceiling is in this. Like, I think okay, he I can score you. 20 points per game. Right? Um, well, let me ask you, like, is, is he, was he better
1: a- than Devontae Graham? Because if you put oh, Kendrick yeah, Nunn on Devontae so. Graham with the kind of shots that Devontae Graham was taking, shooting, what, 38% this year, but is is he better? If you swap roles, put him on a bad team, put Devonte yeah, Graham none on, on a bad team. Yeah, on a bad
3: team is bad. scoring 22 points a game, and they're missing the playoffs. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know, man. I think Devontae Graham is just so much
0: better at dribbling and being a point guard. I don't think Kendrick Nunn – and they're both advanced age. Like, uh,
3: Devontae Graham is 25, Nunn is 24. So but if Kendrick like, Dunn is doing this on a, on a on a force on a four seed with Jimmy Butler, a certified superstar behind uh right next to him, what do you think he could do as a looter in a riot on a bad team? Like he would I think he'd score twenty two points a game. But I also don't know how much higher his ceiling is. Uh I we've all we've all said that Tyler Hero has a higher ceiling than Kendrick Nunn that well, at least we believe. Um but he's he's so so young. You know, when these other teams have guys who are 23, 24, mm-hmm. like hitting their stride. And then we talk about KZ. We all feel like KZ is going to be a good player, but his ceiling might be like, Derrick like, Jones Jr. Right. <laughs> and,
1: right. And, like I'm sure Boston fans think probably that Romeo Langford's going to be better than KZ Akpala. Like, I mean, if you, exactly, if you, just, so, if, if you just looked wow. at college, you would say Romeo Langford's going to be better than KZ Akpala. We've just turned KZ Akpala into this Giannis Smith. Uh, which he may be, I don't know. I mean, the way look at the way he's bulked up. Look at the the progress he productive made. Productive in college, it really, that was for sure. He was productive, but here's the other thing about it, Alf. And and I think we've hit on something. First thing, I think it's the Pelicans and Memphis and everybody else. Like yeah, I, I just, it's very I, close. I think when you when you're looking at high end and then Memphis's depth, I think it's that. And I think if you're looking at the, you know, I think then you have to look at Boston because of the two All Stars and what Langford could be. But I, I think beyond Minnesota, unfortunately, I think Towns is kind of tapped out. Like I, th- I he's great, but I don't know if he's going to get any well, better being there.
0: If you feel uh, that way about Minnesota, then I would say the same for Denver because I would probably put it Denver yeah. even a little bit higher. But just because Jokic is probably more of a winning player than Cat is at this point, and they're both. Yes. Open. But and then you got Jamal Murray and Michael Porter too. That's that's a that's a good that's a nice young core there, and Gary Harris like. Uh, but doesn't
1: a lot of this have to do with system? Like, uh, this is the whole thing where if a player uh, – young players, a lot of times, like, okay, New York, you could look on paper and say, if you had their core of young players in Miami being coached by Spolstra in that system, and you gave Spolstra R.J. Barrett and uh, and and Kevin Knox. Mitchell Robinson. The, and and Rob, Mitchell Robinson, some of the other players there. Like – I don't have any doubt that they may look as good as the heat's young players. Like, I, I feel like a lot of this has to do like, what was Kendrick Nunn going to do in New York? He probably just would have been cut. That's
0: the thing. Like, I don't think he would have gotten that type of maybe, maybe Charlotte, right? Cause like, Devonte Graham got it in Charlotte.
1: But. Right. But how much of this is just where you are, right? Like, I, I think we have to take that into account. So you, then you look at the infrastructure. Okay, the Pelicans have David Griffin as a GM and Alvin Gentry as a coach. I'm not, I love Alvin personally. I'm not a big Alvin Gentry fan as a coach. Um, but I have, I believe in David Griffin. I, I, who is Memphis' coach right now? I don't even remember. It's a very good question. <laughs> That's an awesome question. Uh, Brady, Brady, who is Memphis' <laughs> coach? I don't even know.
0: It's um, Taylor Jenkins. No, it's what? Not. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing here according to Google. That's a real person. Shut up.
1: <laughs> it's not Dave. Your I mean, Dave Jerger is out. Uh, is out of a job right now and is being Dude, considered. He's young too.
0: Born in '84.
1: It was Bickerstaff <laughs> for a little while, and then he got pushed out. Right now, he's now he's got another job.
3: Bickerstaff right. is always the coach. When uh, <laughs> right,
1: right, I don't even know how many Bickerstaffs there are, but there, there's a Bickerstaff <laughs> that gets hired at every say. It used to be Bernie. Now it's JB. I, like. I, are we Are we confident in Me- in Memphis's ability to develop these guys? i d- I don't know. Um, Boston, I feel like you know they developed those players on the fly in the heat of battle. Like I feel like, okay, there's an we might mock the Celtics, but there's an infrastructure there. Is there an infrastructure in Minnesota? I mean, Gerson uh-huh. Rojas is a much better GM. than what they've had before, but I, I don't as know as of
3: yet, no. Yeah, they haven't proven anything yet. Been trying
1: is there a Is there an infrastructure in Phoenix? Is there, I like Atlanta's coach, but I haven't seen him coach a big game yet. Like is, is there infrastructure in Atlanta? Um, we know there's infrastructure in Denver. We know there's infrastructure in Dallas. We know there's infrastructure in OKC. Okay. So, but I think that matters. Like, I think, I I think if you took bam, hero, Nun, DJJ and Casey Akpala and put them in Atlanta, put them in Phoenix, put them in Minnesota, they're 50% of what they were in Miami.
2: The only one I don't know for sure if that's correct is none. Just for the fact that we all know that he likes getting a lot of shots up. So, you know, if he has a lot more opportunities to get shots up, he might thrive even more in another.
1: Yeah, the Luteratoria thing, right? Like that's that's what we're looking at. But like, does Bam Adebayo become this in Minnesota?
3: No. (laughs) Yeah, no. No, I mean, he just—he just—you he, he, don't—the—the—the—I mean, he's gonna have his own personal work, work ethic and all that kind of stuff. But the, just like we like, we've been mad at Spolstra for holding Bam back, right, for right. years. Right. But honestly, it might have been the best thing for him, right? Instead of just going out there being a freak athlete out of control, like his development was was brought along slowly but surely. And now we see what it's become. And now we would, like we, we, we still want to see more and more and want to see him unleash. But Spolscher held him back for years. Like, How many times would we be screaming at Bam to just shoot or look at the basket? We still
1: are. But the point is, Alf, that's what they do. It's like a rubber band with the heat. It's like they hold him back, hold him back, hold him back, and then they let it go. And then all of a sudden it's, oh, my God, look at that player. Like that—that's what they do. Like that's—that's that's been the development philosophy here for a while. They are holding them back. It's like the old thing about Jordan. The only guy to hold Michael Jordan under twenty points a game was Dean Smith. <laughs> that's it. That, that's the old saying. The only guy to hold the Michael Jordan under twenty points a game was Dean Smith.
3: But do you think Bam is a different player if you, he if he was just unleashed from day one and just said? No, I I think oh I think, I think
1: Bam, Bam has a work ethic and he came with it and they researched it. But I think Bam in another system would have uh, ha- developed bad habits. He hasn't developed with the Heat. I, I think, think I, that's I, exactly I, it. That's why you, I, you, I, you know that. I I think.
0: At him as a playmaker as much as Miami has. Well, you that's know,
1: totally ooh. different. Like right. that's that is that is my like no other organization would have done that. None. Like there was nothing that's on huge. Bam. That's right, but, but I'm saying that there was nothing on Bam coming out of Kentucky that suggested that even, even on the night of the draft, all the talk was about how many threes he drained in his workout. Like it, <laughs> it was, it was not about his playmaking ability. Like and that, it was about
3: him being a rim runner. Like he was going to be rim runner,
1: vertical yeah. spacing. Like there was nothing about the play. Like the, I, I don't even think they saw the playmaking coming. Like I, I, I think this is like totally. And, but this doesn't happen somewhere else. Like it doesn't, I mean, I you know again, I'm going to default to the word I hate, but like I mean, there is a culture to this. I mean, a lot of the development this year came from Butler believing in him, and so, so I think that you know, and but then again, like okay, let's look at Tyler Hero specifically, and then we'll close out. Let's look at Tyler Hero's first year in Miami. Tyler Hero got a lot of rope.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you, okay. ain't, you ain't holding that kid back.
1: And we wanted more
0: because we expected him to be the starting shooting guard. We, we right. were for him to start, it's like yeah.
3: Listen, right, after but, after he showed the balls to, to bring that ball back out versus Sixers, oh and shoot God. that dagger three. Like, but to
1: even be in that position, Alf. Like the fact is, like that's very unheat like. Like okay, they unleashed Dwayne the first year as a point guard. But
3: Stan uh, did.
1: Stan did right. It wasn't Spo. It wasn't. It wasn't Pat. I mean, Sta- Spo was on the staff, and Pat had to at least endorse it. But at that point, they were coming off two horrible seasons and it was kind of like, okay, let's just try whatever we got. And they needed to move it. Ed- they, they didn't want to move Eddie off of two. So they, they didn't have a point guard. So they made Dwayne the point guard, but like uh, Tyler hero, if Tyler hero, see, I think even more than bam, if Tyler hero went to Sacramento, he doesn't be- he's not going to become anything like he becomes with Miami. Um, I, I just think that they, they held him back in some ways, but then gave him confidence with a good team And I think that's huge. By the way, the Kings are the one team we didn't put on here. Um, They've had so many high picks, Brady. Like, that's just coming to mind here. Like, do they belong here?
2: I feel like they could definitely be in the conversation. But I actually had them on my list, but I didn't think that they would be better than Minnesota just because, just looking at Towns and D'Angelo Russell, even though we haven't seen them much, I feel like that, especially when you think back, um, they like grew up together in high school and AAU and stuff, that I think the chemistry there. Is going to be already be there. So,
1: but who would? Okay, so who would be the top guy in Sacramento? And you're, I mean, it's Fox. It's,
2: right? okay, He's twenty two.
1: So it, right, it's Fox, and then and then Got uh, Bagley, I, and then Bagley. Who? I, there's always going to be the question with Bagley. On, I, I I did something a few years ago, three years ago, where I went back and looked at. This is a good exercise, Brady. If you ever get bored, uh, look back at the player that was drafted right after the player Sacramento picked the past twelve years. <laughs> <laughs> just just you you could put like a dream team together that would challenge the 92 dream team they 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 literally missed by one pick on everybody it's like when they took bagley i'm like i like bagley and now look what's happened okay <laughs> Could have been Luca. Uh, I mean, if you look at every year, just do it. Go to Sacramento's pick and look at the pick pick just behind them, and you will find out. Didn't what they pick Johnny Flynn
3: before? Um, no, it's Minnesota. no, Johnny Flynn was Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, okay. that, was, that
1: was Peter. That was not Peter. Uh, that was uh, David Kahn. Took uh, three I point didn't. guards in that draft, and none of them were Steph Curry. <laughs>
3: like Minnesota, Sacramento, <laughs> they all like just. Yo. blend together they,
0: they, they
1: vomit so, over themselves on drafts that's why there were like so being many
0: good point guards in that draft it wasn't even just Steph. They're, like mm-hmm. drew holiday was in that draft ty lawson who was good for like six years was in that i draft mean he
1: took patrick beverly in that draft <laughs> it was a lot of good point guards <laughs> in the second round later, rubio uh yeah i mean you could but, but again this gets back to it with a team like sacramento is it because the players went to sacramento like the aaron fox has broken out of it but like I mean, a lot Buddy of the,
0: good, he he's he's definitely developed. He,
1: but he is he twenty five? He's got to be twenty five already. No, no, he's
0: not. He's not in the. He doesn't fall in that category. I think there's no way.
1: Yeah, he's. I mean, a, he's,
0: I Buddy Hills graduated twenty five.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's he's not. But yeah, they could be in the mix. But i just getting back to it. If Tyler Hero went to Sacramento, Tyler Hero is probably shooting thirty eight percent from the field, getting torched on defense right and is nothing like he is in miami i i just think i just think it's it's a total it it the the environment um the environment matters all right final thing we talk about the heat's young core in two years how many of them will do this rapid fire how many of them are still members of the heat oh man
0: alex Oof. oh god you gotta go to me first uh so th- are we including Duncan in this or no?
1: No, Duncan's 26. He's out of the mix. We got Bam, Hero, Nun, oh, DJJ, man. and KZ.
0: You know what, man? Okay, I'm just going to say one. I'm going to say Bam.
3: Or I'll say two, Bam and KZ. Alf? I think DJJ and KZ are gone. Um, I think DJJ is such a, like, nice, cheap trade pit, trade uh, uh, trade option. Like, I just feel like there's, there's so many teams that would want him. You think so yeah i think so. i mean just a long wing who can guard point guards i mean yeah. like, do,
1: does demand the ball of
3: course they want to keep him, so to keep him but in the for the right deal like i mean they've developed they, they've developed him into a guy who could start at the three for a lot of teams around the nba or be a, a really really good sixth or seventh man and that's valuable
2: and, brady I
1: mean, brady how many
2: I'd probably say two, just Bam and Hero, because I think that nuns always going to be on the table because they're always looking for that big trade. So I think he's always going to be on the block no matter what. So I think how is, it that,
1: po- how, how is it possible that the youngest guy on the podcast has the deepest voice? How is that possible? <laughs> you have the best voice for a podcast of the four of us.
3: That's it's not the uh, it's the it's the steroids in the chicken. That's what
1: it is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but I, I'm so you think too. You think Bam and Hero. I'm gonna say three uh, i I think bam, hero or none, DJJ or kZ I think there's there's duplication at both spots so and, and I think it's more likely kZ than DJJ this year.
3: yeah, because he's gonna stay cheaper for longer
1: yeah think- i, I
0: me is that djj is the last of bam's close friends and they ch- traded the other two and he's going to be so cheap that i feel like it's going to be such an easy way to like acquiesce the bam and also he's a
3: rotation i don't think player. he's going to be cheap though that's the yeah.
0: problem he's not
1: going to be cheap and i think you're at you the point so? now where like i think part of bam's development this year was letting go of all that like I, whenever dwayne had to go through this right like who who was dwayne close with in his rookie year karan. lamar and karan right especially Karan, but also Lamar and Eddie. Okay. But that's part of it. When you become a leader of a team, you got to learn to let guys go. I, I think they've already done it with Bam. I mean, justice and Josh are gone. If DJJ goes, he goes like that's, Bam will get asked about it for two days, talk about how much he misses his friend. And then they'll say to Bam, you have even more responsibility now and he'll move on with
3: it. And Bradley Beal's coming.
1: Right. And he's actively <laughs> recruiting him. Right. I, th- I think Bam gets the big picture enough and I think the fact that he went through it in his first couple of years, losing two of his closest friends on the team, like I, I don't think he's going to have an issue with that. I think Bam, Hero, and KZ are here. I think none in DJJ go in the next two years. I think the Heat will work out enough flexibility that they don't have to give up Hero or KZ. Because my belief is they value KZ more than they value DJJ. And by the way, they value Duncan more than they value Kendrick. I've talked about that on the podcast too. Duncan Robbins is the greatest shooter in NBA history. so Well, he you should right. Exactly. Uh, Brady, tell me about you, you know a little about Mr. M's, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I just, tell, tell me about it. No,
2: I just, uh, I've been going there for a long time. Like you said, it's right across from the dolphins training facility. So it's just right in the middle, right by Nova, Southeastern. So I've just been going there for a long time. It's just best subs in South Florida.
1: I agree actually. And that uh, I know, I know there's another sub shop that's down the street that I frequented a little bit. One of those down in Fort Lauderdale too. Overrated.
3: We, unless we they shop, want to sponsor us.
1: We, right. Then we'll change. <laughs> we'll change. There's another one. It's, you know, it's a, it's two words. Um, you know, they, they tend to overpile at times. Subway? No, it's not subway. <laughs> <laughs> not subway. I think all four of us know which one that is. Uh, although it's a Broward thing though, Alex, not a date thing. But uh, but we're we're gonna go to Mr M Sandwich Shop instead. So use the code fifteen percent off, code five R. Follow Brady on Twitter. Brady, uh, your Twitter account is different though, right? It's Miami Hawk 07. Is that right? Yeah, six
2: six zero seven. 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 Yep.
1: Six zero seven. Like double uh, Not really. All right. So six Miami Hawk six zero seven. Check out our other podcast. Obviously, Alpha nine five four. Oh, and I haven't mentioned this. We have a new Twitter account. We have a new Twitter account. We should let Brady tweet off this too. Um, I am not going to be tweeting off of it. I'm staying on five reasons sports and Ethan J. Skolnick. We created at five, spell it out. I know we're confusing people. Five on the floor. And then the number five. So F I V E on the floor. Number five. We've got Manny Chang who used to be with Five Sixty, and he's going to be manning the account with Alf and Alex and Hey Brady, if you wanted to also. So that is going to be where you get Ethan free opinions. Okay. I'm not touching five on the floor. We all agree to that. So, at Al, it's just going to be Alf spouting off about a bunch of crap.
3: Yeah, it's probably not a good idea to give me the login. <laughs> to be honest with you, <laughs> hey, have you but, just seen my Twitter account?
1: I have. Well, you're going to have to control it. Well, it's not. It's not LSO. I, I think the two of us, uh, we'll just go back and forth during games, like five on the floor versus five reasons to sports. <laughs> we <We'll
3: laughs> just, just can, argue,
1: confuse the hell out of everybody. All right, follow all our stuff. Five reasons sports dot com. Thanks for joining us.
0: Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional
2: Support Network.